All right. Hello, and welcome back to Under a Rock with Brielle and Gerlin. Hello, hey. everyone. Today we are talking about the phenomenal, the classic 2014, I believe, um, Cartoon Network miniseries, Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. So I don't know if you could tell by that introduction. I'm <laughs> the one who was on viewing this from a nostalgic standpoint, and Brielle is new yep. to this. So, on a scale from one to ten, contrary to Transformers, <laughs> how much did you love this? Well, okay, obviously this was way better than Transformers. Mm. It's, um, I really liked it. I liked the whole vibe and aesthetic of the show. Um, I really liked the way that it was animated. It was gorgeous, especially like some of those establishing scenery shots. Oh, was that beautiful? It mm. almost looked like almost like hand painted a little bit. And yeah, I just really loved the animation and the fluidity that the characters moved with in certain scenes. Um, I really liked the whole kind of vaudeville-esque feel to it, like how they introduced each episode with that title card and the music was very vaudevillian. And, um, you know, it, it had, especially with the episode where they're at the tavern, or the, the pub or whatever, that episode had a very Betty Boop, Cab Calloway feel, mm -hmm. especially the Highwayman. When the Highwayman started to dance and he was like rolling around and stuff, that was 110% Cab Calloway in a Betty Boop cartoon. Like, it was really expertly done. Even the, um, I forgot what was her title, but she, I guess she owned the place. Like, yeah. She, she kind of resembled Betty Boop. Yeah, she had that similar like high-pitched voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like the big eyes. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. I really liked, yeah, I really liked the way that it was animated. Um, I liked the characters. I thought they were fun. Um, it had a pretty amazing voice cast. Yes. Like Elijah Wood, Tim Curry, John Cleese, Christopher Lloyd, B.B. Newworth. Like they got a lot of really good people for this. I also honestly thought that the Beast was Samuel, not Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I thought the Beast was uh, James Earl Jones for a second oh yeah, the, yeah it's it's not it's not him no. it's someone else but i was like is that is that <laughs> um the their tones are definitely kind of yeah. similar i, I could see you why could you see, thought that. yeah he yeah. might have been trying to go for that anyway but yeah i liked it was it okay so this is gonna sound mean but like i just i mean i guess i don't know how to say this without like sounding like i don't like i don't get it but like i didn't get it like, I feel like when I was watching it, I was enjoying myself. It was really quick to get through. It was a very fun, like, two and a half hours, unlike Transformers. Um, <laughs> but I kept watching it thinking, like, am I missing something? Because I feel like everybody just goes on and on and on about how great this is. So I felt like I was, like, not getting something or maybe I was, like, too stupid to, like, figure it out. Like, there was, like, this hidden meaning that I wasn't seeing you know, like, oh, it must be like, you know, because people kind of say that it's like scary or it's dark. And I did not get that at all. Like, it definitely had some like spooky moments and it definitely got into more like dramatic territory, but it wasn't dark mm -hmm. and it wasn't scary. Um, you know, I, I just felt like I was missing something, you know, with what the story was trying to say, because at the end of the day, the whole thing is be nice to your brother. Like that's, that's what I felt like the whole message of the story was be nice to your brother. Right. And maybe like be brave, like don't be so scared. 
maybe for Wirt at least. Like maybe that was kind of the message that he had to learn. He had to be brave and be kind to his brother. But like so has every other coming of age story about a boy for the past 50 years been, which isn't a bad thing for them to tell that story. Like there's no harm in telling a story that thousands of people have told. Um, and they told it in a really cool way. Don't get me wrong. But I just felt like, am I missing something? Like, You what- didn't think people being turned into trees and then being chopped down was not dark? or? I mean, yeah, but like, okay, see, that's, okay, so that's one of the issues I had with the show. So the show is very short. It's 10 episodes. They're 11 minutes long. And I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't know if they had to do it that way. I don't know. But I feel like I could have used a little more clarity and a little more buildup. Mm. So I, I, I'm on the fence about this because like on one hand, I don't hate it when things are a little vague. Like sometimes you don't have to spell everything out. You can leave it up to metaphor. I'll get it. Believe me. But other times I just wish that people would just say what things are or say how they feel because sometimes I feel when you don't explain things well enough, it's too vague and then you just miss it entirely. Mm. And when your audience just misses the point entirely, you failed. I don't know if that was this situation, but I feel like, you know, for the beast being so scary, he's only in like four of the episodes and we don't really see much with him. Like, we don't really understand why he's so scary, except for the fact that, like, he supposedly forces the woodsman to kill people. But, like, what does he do that's so scary? Why should we fear him? I feel like that was never really explained, you know? Well, um, the beast is the one that turns people into trees. Okay. So, when once you're lost into the unknown, um, the whole, the whole, his whole thing is that you lose hope. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you lose hope, yeah, um, the uh, the wood consumes you, you know. Okay, yes, I did get that because mm-hmm. he did kind of go on and on about hope, and right. then you know, um, and then from there you get turned to a tree, and without the the woodsman doesn't know this until yeah, the very end, the very end, yeah, that like once you turn to the tree, the woodsman comes chops you down, and then you get grinded into the oil for the, the oil. lamp to mm-hmm. save his daughter that he assumes is there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just wish that like we got more backstory. You know, like I said, I don't need everything spelled out A to B, but I would have loved to learn more about the woodsman and his daughter. Like what happened with that Um, for Adelaide being such a a thing that they talked about over and over and over again. She was very lackluster. I was very like, (laughs) really, this is this is Adelaide. Yeah. Like if she was going to be a a climax, big bad, like not the real big bad, like the beast. But if she was going to be like an obstacle that they had to face, I wish they would have done more with her. Because it's literally like Beatrice gets to her and she's like, yes, I'm going to turn them into slaves. And Beatrice is like, oh, I thought you just wanted like a landscaper. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Adelaide dies and that's it. And it's like, OK, bye. Like, I just I, w- I wish there'd been more with with Adelaide. Um, I mean, that's definitely a fair point. Um, to answer your question earlier, like as to what's the hype around it. Yeah. I can't speak for everyone. For me personally, what I love so much about this um, miniseries is the fact that at the time it came out, it was a bit of a a breath of um, a fresh air. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely understand that. You know, because uh, the stuff that was on Cartoon Network at the time, not that it was bad, but 
it was just more of the same. Like Stevie Universe had just came out. Um, so it was like kind of fresh and new. But other than that, we didn't really have much. Tea Times Go was on repeat every day, which is still is today, which is trash. Yeah. <laughs> um uh regular show was still going, but it kinda losses luster. Same with Adventure Time. People who were into it, they kind of just died off because it was just taking too long. Yeah. So when Over the Garden Wall came out, it like first it was the marketing. Like they presented this as this five night special event. Yeah. So it's like no one knew what this was. I don't believe there was a trailer out on internet or whatever, at least to my knowledge. So it was this five night special event. Um, brand new cartoon out of nowhere. It was like, ooh, what is this? And then we see, we, uh, you mentioned the art style. We see the art style. Oh, wow. Like, it, it reminds you of, like, older shows. Yeah. Except with a, with a bit of a, a modern twist. Yeah. Since, you know, we got computers and everything, so not everything's hand-drawn. Um, so there was that. There was the fact that um, the characters were pretty likable. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Greg. I really like the characters. Greg is really cute. Wart um in the beginning is just like oh he's such a stick in the mud but then near the end he's like i love word i thought he like he just speaks in these like poetic <laughs> monologues i was like i like this kid that that i know you was gonna love i really like him that he like spoke in his monologues yeah. also it, it's so funny because elijah wood like he does a pretty good american accent but there were a couple moments where i was like ah your brits showing through <laughs> like with certain vowels that he would say well you can't hide it yeah know. it was cute i thought it was cute <laughs> But just just overall, I, I'm not going to um, sit here and like defend the story and be like, Brielle, you didn't get the messaging. Because for me, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just how just as a as a whole, as the way Cartoon Network presented it, how mm-hmm. it came out, how it was just just this five night thing, 10 episodes. That's all you get. Boom, bam, it's over. Yeah. And you know, think about it, like Avenger Time is dragging. Regular show is dragging. Universe, Steven Universe just started, but. It's going to drag. Spoiler <laughs> alert. So just to have this this quick 10 episode thing yeah. and have it wrapped up nice in a bow, it's like, wow, this was this was yeah. nice. You know? I really. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. And I, I really appreciate that it was just this one thing. Here you go. Like, I, I really like that, that it didn't drag out for several episodes, because like, I mean, another person would have done that. You know, another showrunner would have done that maybe. But. Um, like, I don't want people to to get me wrong. I did like it. Mm. Like, it was really enjoyable. I thought the characters were sweet. I thought the overarching storyline was, like, simple, but not bad. Simple does not mean bad. Mm. You know, I thought that the animation and the music and the whole aesthetic was breathtaking. That music was so good. Like, it really was. When, um... When the frog, by his multiple names, I personally, I like uh, Dr. Cucumber and yeah. Mr. President. I like that, those <laughs> names. When he stands up and sings, I was like, what? <laughs> um, Isn't the singer's voice just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I really liked it. Um, I will say, though, when I'm watching it, until we get to the part where we learn why, I was like, why does this kid have a kettle on his head? Like, what is, why does he have a teapot? What is this? And then I was like, oh, he's an elephant. <laughs> Would have never got it. And like, when you, at that point, we know Greg. So we're like, of course he would think that that's what makes him an elephant. I really like Beatrice because she was very genre savvy. Like she was like, she understood the world that they were in better than the boys. And she kind of was like sassy about it. Mm. And I just love that, you know, she was like, 
well, you saved me, so now I have to give you a favor. Does this count as a favor? No, that doesn't count as a favor, though I wish it did. Like, she was very funny and very much like she understood the rules of the place. And I like that she was a companion for the boys. Mm. Um, the, uh, when, when they're in the first episode, when they're at the Gristville and that dog comes, what, like, what's with that dog? Is the dog like a beast? like the beast or is he like a messenger of the beast or is he just a random dog um because later on in the series when we encounter the beast his eyes do the same thing that that dog's did that um for me it was never really explained yeah watching it again um which would have been probably like the umpteenth time i watched this (laughs) but watching it specifically for this podcast in mind i think it has something to do with the turtle yeah what was what was with those turtles because auntie whispers had those turtles too are they evil turtles are the turtles evil maybe i'm i'm pretty sure there's like a theory online and people oh, sure, already yeah. saw this i'm sure yeah um but i'm not part of that shit so <laughs> my guess is and it's probably what it is um so auntie whispers she eats the turtles because maybe they are evil and she mentioned how adelaide her sister is evil so i think that's what auntie whispers does like she consumes evil things or she stops evil things so being that the dog ate the turtle yeah transform him into like a beast type thing because we see the dog later at the end yeah he's fine he no no at the end of the series oh where um it's it's the same dog that was in the house with beatrice and her family oh okay Mm. oh that's nice i think that was that's their dog oh that's sweet Mm. so he swa- so he swallowed the turtle and the turtle made him dead. Like corrupted him. Yeah. Right. I, I, that scene had very spirited away vibes to me. Mm-hmm. Like how like Haku like eats the like thing and it like he coughs up the bile. It just made me think about that. Mm. I, I will say some of the episodes were like really funny. Like the episode with the like schoolhouse is so random. It doesn't <laughs> serve any purpose really. But it's just it was just funny. Like they get to the school and she and the school mom is like, ah, yes, time to learn ah, my boyfriend. And then she just goes off into a song about her boyfriend. Doing the alphabet. Doing the alphabet, yeah. He's the alphabet that he gave to me. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the music. I thought it was so funny. And then the potatoes and molasses song that Greg sings is so sweet. And he's trying to, like, make all the animals happy. And then, the, like, the dad is like, no. <laughs> And then her boyfriend was in a gorilla suit and no one would help him. And I was like, why didn't he just say, hey, help me. I'm stuck in a gorilla suit. Instead, he's like grunting. Well, because he has to like stay in character. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) He's a professional. Yeah. I just I thought that was so funny. It was such like a weird, a weird little episode. Yeah. I I really liked the episode where they go to the to the tavern. um, Because, again, that whole episode is very like cab calloway betty boop cartoon um i also kind of like that they they force work to like figure out who he is because mm. i think that's part of his journey in this show figure out like, figuring out who he is and what he wants you know and then we learn about sarah in this episode that he has a crush on this girl of sarah mm. and um <laughs> and you know i just yeah i like this episode a lot for the music and like, and then, <laughs> and then Greg going back and forth with all the different food, just eating. Food. Yeah, and then we, 
um, get to the episode with John Cleese and um, and BB Lewerth, which is so fun. I love this episode where they meet the uncle, mm-hmm. you know, and um, <laughs> I love that that Beatrice was that he was like, hey, Beatrice, like, why are we pretending to be this guy's nephew? And she's like, oh, because we're scamming him. And he's like, what? And she's like, actually, it's more like outright stealing. And he's like, what? <laughs> And then Fred the horse is like, I want to steal too. <laughs> <laughs> Be gay, do crimes. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Um, but I like this episode. I thought it was very funny. Um, and also kind of sweet. Like, aw, they found each other. Oh, they're happy. I mean, for me, that was a little weird. The fact that, oh, our mantras are connected. What? We're business competitors? Let's kiss. Let's yeah. make out. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> the, the two do not equate. Uh, they're rich people. Rich people are, are eccentric. Ah, clearly. <laughs> see, first time watching this, I was like, is he crazy? Uh, for, for me, that, that was a big, um, whoa, what the fuck moment. Yeah. Like when they um, came to the conclusion that the houses are just connected. Yeah. But I, I really thought that he was going to whack them. <laughs> yeah. And Greg is just there like, I, I'm, I'm so confused. That's like Fred the horse is freaking out. Yeah. So about to get whacked. And Greg is like, I... I don't understand what's yeah. going on here. because someone explain? Yeah. And then he throws away the coins because he's like, I'm not that kind of person. I have no sense. <laughs> no sense at all. <laughs> and then they're on that like riverboat, which is really cool. I love that like when they're running from the cops and they pass through the, uh, the like control room, they like salute to the captain. <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a small thing, but I just love the way these characters are. They're all so earnest. Hmm. And so sweet. I just really love them. Um, you know. Um, and then Beatrice pulls the classic bait and switch. You know, she she was planning on giving up the boys to turn into a human again. Um, but it was all wrong and she decided to not do it because Adelaide was evil. <laughs> well, no, because she thought, what was it? The moment that... um. It was a specific, a specific thing that Ward did that she was like, huh, maybe you do have some type of worth. Because she thought like these were just like two yeah, random kids. Random was, kids. It, was it when he played the bassoon? It was before that. Because before this episode started, she was having um, regrets. Like, yeah, like second thoughts and stuff. Regrets. Um, I, I think it was the episode with um, the fake uncle and everything. Yeah. I forgot what what was the conversation like when there was oh yeah they were talking secrets. about like stuff that he likes where he was like I play the fu- the flute and I like to write poetry and speak poetry and everything like he says yeah he, he says something like that well, except the poetry stuff was kind of weird <laughs> that's what she said yeah about um uh, reciting poetry at night it's like yeah that's that's a little weird but everything else is fine it's I don't think it's weird I thought it was cool um <laughs> but yeah she she noticed. She noticed that they have worth, that they're not just um, aimless kids that yeah. have nothing going for them. Like, she sees that they do have stuff going for them. And yeah. that's, that's what makes her be like, hey, like, maybe this is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, however, when it comes to the, the bassoon scene, I love how um, there's like, play the bassoon. And he's all like, well, I play the clarinet out of bassoon. I mean, I don't have the embrache. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, the Miz are a little similar, but... Yeah. <laughs> he had to, like, go on a whole... <laughs> That's right. He played the clarinet, not the flute. Um, yeah, that was... I, I really love the way that the characters talk. I think it's so realistic, but also, like, very funny. Like, 
Greg is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that he says is absolutely hilarious, but it's also like very realistic for like a seven year old or an eight year old to say, you know. And Wirt has that very like over dramatic kind of ridiculous speech that a very, very smart but very, very awkward 15-year-old, 16-year-old boy would have, you know? Mm. I mean, if you, if you want to, like, do comparisons, Wart is almost as dramatic as, um, I forgot her name already, but from, uh, damn, I forgot the film, too. Oh, what? Labyrinth? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're just as dramatic. Yeah, and both of those characters get into a unknown world and they have to, like, find their way out with their little brother. Oh. oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the episode with Auntie Whispers is actually really interesting, too, because I was like, oh, wickedness, you mean crushes? <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she's like, oh, you can't fall into wickedness, and, like, she just has a crush on word. Like, that's it. <laughs> but he's good. He helps her with the cleaning, yeah. and, and, you know... Um, and they figure out how to get the evil spirit out of her. I'm surprised that Auntie Whispers did not figure that out, but maybe she didn't want to. Yeah, because she said that like, she didn't want her to to leave. Yeah, yeah. but she doesn't. No, it's, yeah, it's a sweet moment. They're a family. Yeah, yeah, and that's Tim Curry, which I didn't realize at first. So that was kind of cool. That was Auntie Whispers. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Either. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Something that I think is really interesting is like the the unknown that world is very all over the place when it comes to the fashion and everything. So, like, the woodsman and Beatrice, when we later see her, like, in her human form, are completely different times in fashion. Like, she looks like like uh, like the 1820s, like Jane Austen, with the, the, the way that her dress is shaped and mm-hmm. her hair. And then, like, Lorna and Auntie Whispers look like they're pilgrims. And, you know, the people in the bar and the woodsmen look like, I don't know, maybe like, uh, like maybe Victorian era with, with some of the bus lines. Like, so it, it was very much that the world they give you and like when they go to the pumpkin place, that was also very like Thanksgiving pilgrim time, you know, like 1600s, which was, I think, kind of the point. Um, but the whole unknown is very like time adjacent. Like, time is just all over the place mm-hmm. there. And I kind of like that. That was cool. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. hinted um, in the uh, in the intro when the narrators are, like, a place where stories are kind of forgotten. So I, I feel like that plays into that. Like, these, like they all live in a world yeah. where that's, like... It can be all these different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's, like, the riverboat, which is very, like, you know... 1910s you know and 1920s um and that's why the song works there that it Mm. does but yeah no i just so yeah so they save lorna and they keep on going and and you know we see the woodsman a few more times and we realize that he kind of works for the beast um as you said like he chops down the trees to make the oil to keep the lantern lit um and and then we have that like seen that episode where greg goes into like a dream world which it felt very like wizard of oz to me you know like Mm. the way they all like greet him with songs and stuff what was with the fact that some of the the scenes had like circles was that just like an artistic choice i think so um i feel like it was probably a reference to like older cartoons like popeye and 
Oh yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. I was just wondering like why those particular like moments were in the circle and others were not. My theory is. Yeah. And I don't know this a hundred percent. Do you remember going to like the dentist or the doctor and seeing like these really old books? Like they, they will always have a, a gold. Um, oh yeah. Little spine. golden books. But the only, only the spine was yeah, gold. Yeah, little golden books. And, that's what they were called. That's what they were called, yeah. D- didn't so when when um, not not for the uh the old windbag, but for when, when the circle was on an elephant, a yeah. girl, a tiger, didn't those look like, like the characters that be on 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 the back of all those books? Like if you oh remember? yeah maybe that's what I thought that was that was referencing. Huh. I just don't remember if like those books had like a black circle around. No, them, they but. didn't have black circles, but on the back cover. They had like a circle and they had like animals around the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. That's a pretty interesting theory. That's why I, I, that, yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, like, did, did yeah. they have those books too? Or? I also, uh, in some of the ones with the circle, you could see the silhouettes of animals watching it. Mm. So it kind of gave it like a, this is a story that we're watching kind of vibe, which was cool. You know, I thought that was cool. And basically... Greg is offered a chance to go home, but he decides not to because he has to save his brother, which mm-hmm. is really sweet. Um, and so I guess he, I don't know what he wishes for, um, but he goes off to, I guess, confront the beast to save his brother. I believe the wish was um, to trade places with Wart. Oh. Because the reason why uh, the Cloud Queen couldn't send them both because the beast had already claimed. Claimed Wart. So, probably- yeah, Wart and... Um, I keep saying word, it's word. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Greg started to turn into a tree, which would have meant that he lost all hope. And that's like nothing that he actually was doing. You know, he, mm. he was always hopeful throughout the whole thing. Um, and then we go back in time and we see how they got to the unknown. And um, I, I really loved word in this episode because you kind of see like how how sweet and, and genuine he really is, but how, I guess, consumed by fear and anxiety he is. And um, what is his costume? Is he trying to be a noble? Like, is that what he's supposed to be? I think that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm mean, first watching this um, with um, with my girlfriend, Shannon. I'm only saying that for the audience. Brianna knows. Yeah, I know who your girlfriend is. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we got to this episode, she was saying that. She was like, is he supposed to be unknown? I was like, I don't know. Why are you saying it like that? And then we get to this episode and it's kind of hinted they're supposed to be a gnome. She's like, I told you it was a gnome. I was like, whatever. But yeah. But you know what? It, it, it really aids to the story. Like he looks kind of like magical and, and otherworldly with the cape and the hat. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we learn that he has a crush on this girl named Sarah and mm-hmm. he makes her a mixtape. <laughs> he makes her a mixtape on a cassette. I love that. And, uh, he he goes to a party and my my favorite part in this whole thing my favorite <laughs> joke is when sarah's like yeah we're gonna go to the cemetery and drink some age-appropriate drinks and he's like what juice and she's like yeah age-appropriate drinks and i <laughs> lost it i was like that is the funniest shit i've ever heard in my entire life because obviously they're talking about like beer and alcohol but because it's on cartoon network they can't say that <laughs> so by saying age appropriate it 100 percent insinuates that they're gonna be drinking beer 
and i lost it i thought that was so funny and so clever oh my gosh i was dying (laughs) see it's little moments like that i think that's what a lot of people hold on to and that's what that's why they hype up the show so much because of just those tiny details and it's very clear to me i mean obviously it's not clear to work but it's very clear to me that like sarah likes him yeah i mean and she doesn't like jason funderburger at least that way um you know so he had nothing to worry about. No. He had nothing to worry about. Jason um, Thunderburger. Yeah. Jason Thunderburger. What does that remind me of? Um, freaking Dingleberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dingleberg. Also, something else that I really, really liked, like after we learn like how they got to the unknown, I really, really like that the beast offers the woodsman jo- the woodsman's job to Wirt. And Wirt immediately figures out the con. I love that. I love that he, like, he was genre savvy, genre savvy, like Beatrice. I mm. loved that. I was like, yes. Because he was like, no, that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. That sounds really stupid, which is, like, so brilliant because in, like, all these type of shows and movies where they're in another world, they always say yes and, le- and then they realize it's a trap, but he knew right away. I was mm-hmm. like, good for you. And he's right. It was stupid. Um, I love that he kind of is like, I think that you are connected to this lantern, not this guy's daughter. And um, I really like that because, you know, it, it it's very much insinuated throughout the show every time we meet the Beast and we see him with the woodsman, that the Beast is very preoccupied about the lantern in a way that he really wouldn't be if mm. it was just holding the soul of the guy's daughter. Yeah, and then it ends with them going back home and they're fine and it's okay. And, you know, Wirt has a new appreciation for his brother. And he and Sarah are going to start to hang out, which is yeah. sweet. Beatrice is a human again with her family. You know, everyone is kind of good and back to where they they, they want to be. Um, one thing I will say that, like, I was, like, thinking it was maybe meant to be, like, a connection point is... So when they enter the unknown, after they fall off the wall, they fall into the water. And then when they leave the unknown, they swim out of the water. So was the whole thing supposed to be like a dream or maybe like a hallucination? Because then later on in the show, Wirt falls in the water again and he's like fished out by the fish and Beatrice. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if like that is something, you know, like. I'm sure it's like a theory. Yeah. Me personally, I believe like the whole thing actually happened. Yeah. Um, the fact that they were both able to like recollect what what recollect happened. What happened? Yeah. So I, I think it really happened, but it it could. It, I'm sure there's the theory out there where it's like the whole thing was fake and yeah, or it was like a hallucination like they had from being in the water the way that they were. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it, it seems like either or is okay. Um, because the point, the point of movies and shows like this with journeys like this, the point is not whether or not the journey was real. Mm. The point is how were you shaped by the journey Mm. and they were shaped by the journey, you know? Um, and, and that's the important thing. So, yeah, I mean, I found the series very compelling. I enjoyed watching it. Like I said, I feel like maybe there was something that I missed, you know, or maybe I just didn't get it. (laughs) But I I did enjoy it. I did like it. I liked the characters. I liked the overall storyline. I loved the aesthetic of it. It was very like autumn, like Halloween kind of, you know. 
And, and like I said, it was a really nice way to spend a couple of hours. You know, I enjoyed watching it. What were you expecting? Um, I guess I was expecting it to be, you know, a little bit, uh, I guess, uh, I was expecting it to be a little bit more like Gravity Falls, not necessarily in the humor, but I guess because Gravity Falls had two seasons and they kind of could explain more about like the evilness of Bill and the world that he's from, and they had more episodes to show the 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 horrible stuff that he could bring i guess i wanted a little more of that like i Mm. wanted to see some like of the like i wanted to see more like darkness and more repercussions i suppose not necessarily because like Bert or greg like did anything that was like truly bad where there would be like horrible repercussions but i guess i just wanted to see more of everything you know i get that um yeah i definitely get that for me i i I really liked how vague it was um i mean i definitely enjoyed that in some parts yeah i also appreciated how they gave information like they didn't they didn't just right off the bat tell you that they were stepbrothers yeah you found out through the through the weird song through the weird yeah. songs like um my mom married his dad and then gave birth to him mm. and then, <laughs> i love how when, when war says that greg's just like <laughs> <laughs> like i just came here i don't know um you know, you get information that way. And then the flashback episode, just like um, you, you, you get a little bit more information. It's like you and your and your stupid dad keep telling me, encouraging me to like join um, marching band. And Greg is just like, yeah, if you join marching band, you get to hang out with Sarah more. Like for me, I get a lot out of those tiny little things. Oh, definitely. Because like the way Greg reacts, you could tell that this, this is a conversation that they had over and over again. He's like, yeah, like, why don't you just do it, bro? Yeah. Like, um. So and and um I, I I do understand I 100% agree with you on the point when it comes to the woodsman and his daughter that was a little bit too vague for me as well cuz I wanted to know if her soul wasn't in the lantern then what was she the, the entire time yeah cuz she kind of just comes out the house yeah and it's like oh wow dad um unless unless like the her soul was in the lamp and the beast was keeping it captive. Mm. And when Wirt released the souls and kind of defeated the beast, she was able to come back to her body. Huh. You know? Yeah. Because, like, the, the, what it made me think of is, like, that um, her soul was not the only one in the lantern. It was all of the people that the beast had kind of captured. Um and he needed all of those souls to stay, like, I guess, corporeal. Like, so, yeah, that's how I viewed it. It wasn't just her and that lantern, you know? That would make sense. Yeah. Just, how many times did you watch this? Did you only watch just it once? once? Did you, did you get a glimpse? So when, when, um, when the woodsman, like, kind of throws or, like, flings the, the lantern and we got it, we get a quick glimpse of what the beast looks like? I, I feel like I missed it because you, I, ah. yeah. That explains it. Because when you say that it wasn't really dark, I'm just like, well, it's not dark, dark, like, whoa, but it's still pretty dark. The, um, the beast is made up of a collective of the Edelwood trees. Oh. So you see, and so it's just a bunch of, like, faces and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you saying that, you know, maybe all the souls were in the lantern. 
I thought maybe that yeah. you got that from seeing his body. No, I just got that from how he reacted when Greg opened the, not Greg, when uh, Word opened the lantern. Hmm. I mean, I definitely was, I definitely figured out that like the trees were people because they, they kind of focused on like the faces that the, the knots in the trees made. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I figured that out. But I guess, I guess in that like little like fight sequence, um, I guess I just missed that. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a, a freeze frame. Oh, okay. I'll look that up then. It's, it's very disturbing. Yeah. Um, at least to me. I mean, it, this is definitely a show that I'd watch again. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, it was so quick, and it definitely kind of puts you in the mood. Um, And it was, like I said, like, I don't want people to, to watch this or listen to it and think that I'm like, I hated it. Because I really didn't, you know. I just wanted a little more clarity. A little more clarity. That's fine. Um, but I really did enjoy it. I think that it, it really is a masterpiece of animation mm-hmm. and it 100% deserves the, the accolades that it got, you know. And like I said, even though the story is fairly simple, like, you know, the message of the, of the journey is like, you have to be brave. You have to, you know, be kind to your brother. You know, you have to, you can't give in to darkness. You can't give in to despair. Um, I liked the way that the story was told. There was something very wistful about it and i kind of like that that there was something very wistful about it like i guess that's just the vibe of autumn you know because things are slowly dying and everything and um you know at one point we all become skeletons and you know yeah i just really liked it any highlights um besides that age-appropriate drinks (laughs) joke uh i really like the episode on the riverboat with all the frogs Mm. um i love that like musical number i also love that like People kept like tripping on that one tadpole. I was like, that poor tadpole. He's going to be like, he's going to have like a, a limp leg or something or like a lame like leg. He's going to be hobbling his entire life because people keep stepping on him. Poor but thing. also, excuse me, ma'am, get a baby carriage. You have all these kids and you're just holding, yeah, just them. holding them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked. Uh, <laughs> I liked that Beatrice's mother kept making people eat dirt. <laughs> Award, he takes it a second time. Yeah, which he's a good boy. He's yeah. a good boy. He decides to to be nice. Um, yeah, I just just the whole like it's just a really cool show. I really liked it. I'm really glad that I finally sat down and watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, now I just gotta get you to watch Infinity Train. Yeah, well that's that's coming up. We're gonna do down that. Um, but yeah, I just I really liked it. Um, yeah, I will say though that like. This episode, like this episode, this show is like mostly pretty much like it keeps to the story, but like the funny random episodes are just great. Like the episode with the schoolhouse is just Mm. so stupid, not stupid, bad, but just like, it's so stupid. Like it's a gorilla (laughs) and like they're running from a gorilla and they're trying to teach the animals to like read and write. It's just so funny. Um, The funniest uh, joke for me in this, in this series was when they were in, um, the two mansions and then they ended up on the other side and Greg is just no and Ward is just like hey does this look a little different to you and she and B is just like what do you mean and he's just like oh well you know this is more French it yeah. contrasts to um, yeah it's like English. a French Rococo style and you know uncle <laughs> is like uh, Georgian and I was like <laughs> and B just like what what who what who am I talking to right now <laughs> that that was hilarious yeah um yeah, I just, I, I really loved all the dynamics between the characters, you know, Beatrice and Wirt were so funny, like arguing back and forth and 
you know, Greg and Wirt were so sweet together. And I just loved Greg's optimism and everything. And mm. um, <laughs> I will say, though, the episode where we go back to like their actual lives and we see like how they got to the unknown because they fell over a literal garden wall. Um, and we see like Wirt interacting with his classmates. I was like, ooh, secondhand embarrassment. Uh. <laughs> like, ooh, this is so real. I know exactly how we feel. Yeah, it's very <laughs> relatable. I do not miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I'm happy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So any uh, final remarks? No, not really. Um, That soundtrack was great, though. I got to get yes. that on like a vinyl or something. It is amazing. Yeah. I listen to it every autumn. Yeah. Ever since this came out. Like, I got to get that on vinyl. It was really cool. I loved the... Again, like that vaudeville style that it had mixed with like kind of the spookiness. Hmm. All right. So I guess that's it. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you for your support. And goodbye. Later. Bye.